are listening to It's Disney's Time. I'm Stephanie. I'm Kim. And I'm Marina. And we are here to bring you another fun-filled on-trial episode. Oh, this is on trial? This is on trial! Why don't you know what else would it be? What else would it be? I thought we were just like thoughts and ideas. (laughs) Like we did it for Aladdin. That's what what all on trials are. Thoughts and ideas. Exactly. (laughs) And opinions. What? Talking? (laughs) Uh, If you're new to listening to It's Disney's Time... Who wants to tell our listeners what we do? I'm going to read it right from our Stitcher account about this show. For anyone interested in living their best Disney life, join us each week as we explore themes on Disney pop culture and lore. Disney hours are every Sunday. Hell yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. So... If you're listening, it's Sunday. If you're listening, it's probably a Sunday. (laughs) (laughs) Although we get... You better be. (laughs) We get... Actually, we get a lot of listeners on Monday. In case that makes you're sense. curious, because they're per commute know, hours. Yeah, they're yeah. commuting. They're like, yeah. "Oh, this is my Monday morning mm-hmm. uh, commute." Listen. So, uh, thanks for joining us today. We're going to be doing, as we said, an on trial episode. On trial is a fun little thing that we started uh, earlier this year, where usually we're talking about all different types of topics and themes from all the movies. In this case, we pick one movie and we tear it apart. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about whether we like it, what we don't like about it, the good, the bad, uh, the themes, the character development, anything. We put it on trial, and then at the end, we judge it in some way. Yep, or rate it. Try and rate it. have a verdict of some kind. It always seems to change. Is it a thumbs up? Is it a thumbs down? Is it a ranking out of five? Is it guilty of being awesome? Yeah, we we don't know. Um, So what are we on trialing today? Are we going to just straight straight up steal like fresh or rotten from rotten tomatoes? (laughs) (laughs) Legitimately, if like two uh, two other like... Yeah, and like two out of three of us like love it. It's like certified 75% fresh. Exactly. Uh, we could do that. So today we've decided to do Frozen 2 because we, the three of us want to go see it in theaters. I'm sure we all have very interesting opinions on it. It's the biggest movie of the year so far. So I think we should trial it. I think we should do it fresh as it's still in theaters right now. If anyone who hasn't seen it yet, spoilers ahead. Lots of spoilers. Don't listen to it. On trial, nitty gritty, like yeah, we're yeah. breaking well, it down. Yeah, yeah. So spoiler alert: we're telling you what happens. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so how do you guys want to rank it? You want to do it like, ice cold or burning hot? <laughs> cold. <laughs> yeah. Um, why don't we all just come up with our own verdict yeah, at the end? That like, this good. is how I would judge it. Yeah. And this is the verdict I would give it. Okay, perfect. Okay, so we should go around first, as we always do. The last on-trial episode we did was Hocus Pocus. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but okay, we all... And then before that, the three of us did Aladdin back yes. in the summer. Yes. And that feels like a long time ago. I mean, it, technically it, really it was. Does, it was yeah. in August when we yeah. actually did that one. Yeah. So, let's go around and kind of talk about what our initial thoughts on the movie are. Should we start with a synopsis before we do that? Because I found a great synopsis online. Uh, great. Okay, it was like, I've done my research and, and I would like, like to would answer like this to, teacher. I would like to read what I found on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <I'm young. laughs> the reason why I liked it was because it was so short and to the point. And I'm like, this is perfect. It's Please, great. I would love to hear it. Okay, so here's the synopsis that I found online. The shortest synopsis ever. Queen Elsa, back for... Frozen 2 is beckoned by a secret siren whose disembodied soprano whistle leads her through the enchanted forest (laughs) and to the river of Atohalan. I nailed that. You really did. (laughs) To learn the difficult truth about her family's past. 
Bow, bow, bow. Okay, great. Great synopsis. It yeah. doesn't tell, it doesn't even give away the spoilers. No, it like, doesn't. That's the whole, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the, we're about to, though. Listeners are about to hear everything we have to say about that plot. But yeah. great job, Kim. Great research. <laughs> so let's go around and talk about Frozen 2. Uh, I will go first. Here is what I think of it Frozen 2, better than the first, a visual knockout, sensationally entertaining. And now it's the number one movie in the world. That's straight off the commercial that. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like felt that commercial. Straight off the commercial you wrote. I've, yeah. I've never agreed. It's like plucking the strings of your feelings. Oh yeah, like, I've never agreed more. It's and strumming your heart chords. It's that commercial that really set up how I kind of sorted my thoughts yeah. out. And now buy our new Elsa toy with a new dress. <laughs> And disembodied voice sold separately. And I would. I would. <laughs> so, That's no, I... get you for Christmas. For <laughs> Elsa doll. <laughs> With her new outfit. That'd be really nice. Yeah, guys. that would Thank be really you. nice. Yeah. Uh, I love the movie, guys. I don't know what to tell you. You guys, I, I saw it first opening weekend and then I saw it again with the two of you and you knew going into it, I was telling you how mm-hmm. obsessed mm-hmm. I was, how excited I was to see it again. I, I couldn't have asked for a better sequel to a movie that I didn't actually like that much. Hmm. You know what I mean? So, and I've said it before in the podcast, like, Fro- like I like Tangled more than Frozen. I, I liked Frozen, but it didn't, you know, rock my world the way it did a lot of people. Yeah. This movie rocked my world. I have a question. So you're not the first person that I've spoken to that says, like, they like, Tangled and Frozen are always in direct like competition with each other and yeah. like why is, is it because they're the latest is it because their like heroines look almost exactly the same like what is it that, I would like, honestly argue it's because those are the only points of like contrast for each other I would argue that that's because yes they did come out relatively some like close together but also because of the the first couple of movies in the second renaissance of Disney yeah, yeah. so Tangled started it off and that yeah. was the first princess movie since Princess and the Frog also the first CGI princess movie wait right. CGI the first animated princess movie yeah and then you mean came computer animated computer animated yeah, yeah CGI yeah, CGI. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got it. Great. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks for the support. Um, and then uh, Frozen came out, and that's two princesses, double whammy. Also, the idea that it tangled Frozen. You know, it's not called uh, Rapunzel. Right. It's not called the the Snow Queen. Yeah. Or Little Murray. You know what I mean? Like, these are like, it, it's just they're very similar yeah. in that way. So yeah. I understand why that comparison happens. Mm-hmm. So, Frozen 1, I still like less than Tangled, but Frozen 2 is worlds beyond Tangled for me. I loved Frozen 2. I just want to say, first and foremost, that Frozen 1 got 90% on Rotten Tomatoes and Frozen 2 got 77 So what does that say? I think that means that the first one was better. Is that audience score or critic score? Um, I think it's... 90% tomato meter, 85 audience for the first one. Mm-hmm. Well, and the audience liked it less than critics. Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Frozen 2 on Rotten Tomatoes got a 77% tomato meter and 92% audience. Steph score. asked because she already wow. knew. Yeah, you knew. She knew. You knew. You're not okay. the only one who does research. <laughs> she just dabbed on you. Damn it. Damn it, Steph. Okay, so... There are things that I really liked about it, and there's things that I didn't like about it. So I wasn't 
as enthusiastic as you were coming out of it. As we know, typically I like things. I don't really find many problems with things. Oh my god, that's, <laughs> like that's so things. true. Like, yeah. I'm like, I like Kevin Kim around. She's just like very positive. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so typically, yeah, typically I really like things. I did find a few things that I didn't like about of course, Frozen of course. 2. Yeah. And I would say I liked the first Frozen better, but coming out of the movie, I felt confused. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, like, you were like, oh, what'd you think? And I was like, I can't talk about it. Like, I literally you can't literally talk. said that, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I can't talk about it. I need to, like, fully digest it. I need to listen to the songs a couple times more. I need to think on it. So I think <laughs> it's been a week and a half, and now I feel ready to say that I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I don't know what I'm going to rate it yet. After we talk about what we liked and didn't like, I'll give it a rating. But I did enjoy it, and I've been listening to the songs every morning while I'm getting ready. So the songs are really good. And the songs are something that I wasn't sure about coming out of the movie. Um, Now I'm into them. Okay. I'm into them. All right. All right. So it was a slow burn. It was a slow burn, but I'm there. Okay, great. Yeah. See, I'm I'm coming from a very similar place as Kim because uh, Frozen 1, like, I enjoyed it enough, but, like, it's... I would say it's one of those movies that has much more of, like, a younger audience appeal. Yeah, totally. Right? Uh, Which is, like, lovely. Like, I love the story of, like, of of, uh, sisterhood relationships. Mm -hmm. Like, but the songs themselves, at no point, was like, this is a bop. In the second one. In the first one. Oh, in the first one. In the The first first one. one. Yeah, Yeah, like, to this day, like, I, like, despite the fact that they are, like, we were inundated with them, right? Like, at no point do I find myself singing Let It Go or, like... Love is an open. No, hated, <laughs> hated every single one of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I really liked the songs in the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe Love is an open. Like, it's like. It, Love is an open door. Yeah, yeah, Love is an open door is like fun, but yeah. like in general, I there I, maybe there are maybe a little bit more like musically like songs mm-hmm. rather than the songs that I was expecting from. Um, from Disney movies. Yeah, I find there's, there's less rhyme schemes. There's mm-hmm. more, it's more of like a storytelling method. It's a storytelling method. Yeah. yeah. We're like in musicals, right? You have to listen to the songs because like it tells you parts of the story that you're not going to get from the narrative. It. Yeah. Right. It feels more like a Broadway musical than a Disney movie. Yes, yeah. exactly. Because right? it's because, because like in, I feel like in all the older movies, like you can pluck out the songs and you would still get what what like what was going on. Whereas with these new Disney movies, if you pluck out the songs, like you're lost. Yeah, totally. Because they, they the don't they are, don't cover it in the narrative. No. Yeah, right? the, the songs are moving the narrative forward. Yeah, I feel like I'm watching a Broadway musical when I watch the song, like when I when the songs start because yeah. they're like very much storytelling. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a method of storytelling that I don't enjoy. (laughs) Like, I've I've been, like, very, like, a fourth about the fact that I generally don't love musicals. And the Mm -hmm. only ones that I would, that I like are ones that are just, like, repurposed pop songs. Right. Like Moulin Rouge or, Mm -hmm. like, like I would say the closest one would probably be, like, Chicago or one of those. Yeah, yeah. So, in general, I'm coming from a place of, like, I was very meh about Frozen 1. Mm -hmm. And I'm just probably as meh about Frozen 2. I sat on it for a little bit, but I didn't go as far as I came and like listen to the songs again because like what that's what it is, right? Like you have to listen to them a couple times to really acclimate to them because anything yeah. new, you're like, especially as an adult coming into a Disney movie, like you're not going to be taken on this magic journey immediately, like being bought into it. You need to be taken by the hand now as an adult and be like and just like get, getting over your sour grapes and being like, I want to feel the magic. Did I feel the magic? No. All right, so let's dive in. Let's get this trial on. Let's get this movie on trial. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
for, to me, I mean, let's not forget that Frozen 1 is the second most popular and successful non-Pixar animated film of all time. What was number one? I don't know. Sorry, I don't actually look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I will guess Toy Story. Uh, Kim, looked. look it up. Look okay. it up, Kim. Number <laughs> one. Like, in terms of, like, do you mean in terms of box or office earnings? Like, what does number one mean? Like, what is the context for that? I'm guessing money, right? Lion because... King was number one. Frozen's number two. Yeah. So Lion King is the number one, obviously. <laughs> I'm not surprised. The, the 2019 but... one. Yeah. What? what? I'm yeah. going to puke all over my computer. <laughs> Highest grossing animated films. Yeah. 2019 Lion King. I'm... That actually makes me sick. But anyway, Frozen 1 was, like we said, just said, the second most popular non-Pixar animated film of all time. Uh, it had those themes of sisterhood, family. There was a little bit of romance in there, a little bit of comedy, the musical numbers. It's a fantasy adventure uh, element is there as well. Um, I think what makes Frozen 1 so likable and so universal is that it's actually got a very easy plot. Yes, oh, yeah. it does. It's so easy that in this movie, Frozen 2, Olaf does the plot. Yeah, he retells yeah. it, and well, yet I mean, like, we they, all followed along. Yeah. We knew what was going on. I mean, yeah. like, they rehashed the plot twice yeah in the movie exactly so like literally that's how... like, olaf does it and then elsa does it in, with like ice statues yeah, yeah exactly and i'm just like so, what? <laughs> so we know that that movie was super easy to follow yeah uh and also was probably a big deal because it changed that whole princess genre right like mm-hmm. it's not about a love story between a man and a woman it's a pair right. of sisters they save their own kingdom they save themselves that's uh, it was a big breakthrough moment i get that but Frozen 2, um, as a direct sequel from Frozen 1, it does not mimic that plot at all. If anything, the movies are so different from each other, I don't even think it's fair to compare them. You can compare them in the idea that like this, the characters are the same and that they're progressing, but the plots are completely different. If yeah. anything, Frozen 2 is more mature. Yes, 100%. It's, it's more convoluted in that way because it's more mature. But it has a heavier story, and I think it's also directed toward an older audience. And that's honestly because, let's not forget that Elsa and Anna are not teenagers. They're not kids. Elsa is a 25-year-old woman. Elsa's 25 in the movie? She was 21 in the first movie, and it's hmm. been three years. Oh. No, it was well, six years. Six years. It's been three or four years. Oh, so it's, it's, so already, it's growing up with a audience. Oh, there you go. Then she's yeah. in her mid-20s, yeah. and yeah. Anna's like, got to be a 23 or 24 by now, yeah. too. So they're adults. Mm-hmm. So that's why I interpret the story as an adult story. And the conflict that they deal with in, in the story of Frozen 2 is a lot heavier. It's yeah. just a lot heavier. It it's is. a lot more and mature. It's darker, too. And it's darker. Putting it mildly, yeah. there's a lot of plot. Yeah, yeah exactly. there's a lot of plot. So, that, so I'm just saying in comparison of the two, it, it's hard for me to compare them because they are so different. Yeah. Well, even like um, one of the parts that really got me from, the, from one of the songs Olaf when he's like and you're and you all look a little bit older yeah and I was like it. oh my god he's talking to me yeah, <laughs> yeah he is I am older oh my did I turn to you and I was like I <laughs> I feel put on the spot yeah <laughs> and I feel seen yeah um, I feel he, seen. not in a good way because <laughs> well, also he's talking to the audience let's say like the first movie let's say because it's an easier plot it's easier to follow it was made for the 12 year olds that went and saw it and listened to or like six years old six years old yeah here we are six years later and they are a little bit older yeah a lot so older. i think that's a huge part of this movie is acknowledging that we're growing up this is a bigger more mature story mm-hmm. yes the wind blows a little bit colder and we're all getting older and the clouds are moving on with every autumn breeze 
pumpkin just became fertilizer. And my leaf's a little sadder and wiser. That's why I rely on certain certainties. Yes, some things never change. Like the feel of your hand in mine. Some things stay the same. Like how we get along just fine. Like an old stone wall that'll never fall. Some things are always true. I think one thing that it has going for it, we could talk maybe about plot a bit. Me and Kim have talked many times about sequels, and Marina, you as well, but in um, me and Kim's sequel episode, we, we talked on and on about how when you have a sequel, you have to, you have to elevate it. Like, we don't want to see you do it again, really. We yeah. want to see you do something bigger and better. Frozen 2 did that. They elaborated on the story, they opened up the lore, they added to the lore, and they opened up the universe. Of, yeah. of where they are. They went out of Arendelle. They went to a magical kingdom or a magical forest. So. Yeah, it wasn't like um, The Little Mermaid 2 where the exact same thing happens to her daughter, but opposite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And it actually reminded me... like No the, direct-to-video like, <laughs> little sequel. And like the fact that it was a quest. It was yeah. a quest. And yeah. they, they went on this journey, and a lot of that was inspired to me by... Uh, hey, is it Heyeo? Hi, yeah, I can't say Hayao Miyazaki. Yeah, like it's just very um, on the on the inspiration of anime. Yeah, I mean, like really, like build out the world in terms of, like the the natural elements of it is really beautiful. Yeah, it's very well done, and like in terms of spirits of the forest, like mm-hmm. I even like turned to Steph and I was like, because they were just talking about the spirit of like uh, earth, fire, water, mm-hmm. air, and I'm just like. <gasps> Avatar, the last yeah. airbender. <laughs> yes, yeah. Totally. So I think I think it's interesting that this movie would take on those kind of themes. It is a mature script. Like it's, it's it's for older people. Yeah, it definitely is mature. Like so, when I was watching it, I was thinking about because before going to see it, I was talking to some people at work, and I know one of my colleagues has taken her daughter to see it a couple times, and they keep going with like kids' birthdays, and her daughter is four. So this is a kids' movie that like really young kids are going to see at their birthday party like picture like four and five year olds going like a huge group of four and five year olds going to see this on their birthday and that was that's what I was picturing when I went to go see it and the entire time I'm thinking there's no way a four and five year old is sitting through this there is absolutely no way that a four-year-old or five-year-old is understanding this mm-hmm. because I was barely understanding it. Mm-hmm. Like, the plot mm-hmm. is so convoluted and intricate and complex that I had to think about it after the fact for a good amount of time yeah. before, like, fully understanding, like, how things connected. Yeah, and so, I actually, I, and I've seen the movie twice, and the second time it came together more for me, I'm yeah. still kind of confused yeah. about some areas. And okay, I, good, because I totally walked away from that being, like, I, Kim and I were like, I don't, I don't know what just yeah. happened. And you <laughs> honestly know why. Like, what just it, happened to me? <laughs> yeah. Like, a lot of the cases um, in that movie, and, like, let's talk, I mean, this is we're talking about script, we're talking about plot, mm-hmm. there is for sure a flaw in that regard because when you elevate that story to be more adult you're automatically making it more complicated yeah and it was information overload it it totally was there was a lot going on uh a lot of changing perspectives like even when when especially when elsa ventured off on her own and she went to the magic holland the magic river uh and then you're like what and then uh she gets into the river and then she gets deeper and then she unlocks like all her memories, and then she locks the memories of the past. It's like it's a lot, right? Yeah. And who was calling to her? Was it the voice? Was it her mother? Like I'm was it, confused. Was it herself? Like it was herself. I, what I think it was was it was the river, yeah. to Holland, 
Which is like a part of her. Which is a part of her. Yeah. Which is like was created for her. So she, that is so such like, an I understand that, like, that she's like a, the fifth element. So they introduced these elements. Yeah. But they didn't really like round back to the elements. They're like you. you they just you, exist. They yeah. Just they're are. like you're just like the elements just are. Elsa is the fifth element. Like. Copyright so, infringement, but like, <laughs> yeah, it's Bruce Willis. And she's the Bruce Willis was the horse. <laughs> no, so, so, um, yeah. just for anyone who decided to, you know, fuck the spoilers and just wants to hear what we have to say, Elsa uncovers that her grandfather had built that bridge, dam. Or, sorry, yeah. the dam, had built the dam in an a effort to basically build ties with the Aboriginal community called the Nathaldra people. That was actually a ploy just to like cut off their resources, cut off their power source, yeah. which is the, the, the running water, and to oppress them. So in the end, he betrayed them, and the magic took its revenge and trapped them all in there. But because their mother saved their father, yeah. the magic allowed them to leave, and then from that union, they had two girls. They decided, the, the so as a gift to them, and also kind of like a destiny thing, like to end this curse, they gave their firstborn these powers, making her ultimately the fifth spirit yeah uh, to the four spirits that are part of that forest yeah and then anna is actually just as important she's the other half of that sister she's the human connection mm-hmm. to that there are two ends to to the dam between the spirit world and the human world exactly avatar the last airbender i, <laughs> I keep telling you so yeah. so with that um it was de- elsa's destiny to go to unlock what happened in the past and yeah. make it better and it was on his destiny to complete that yeah. mission. Yeah, exactly. So it was destiny overall. It was destiny, mm-hmm. yeah. but which I totally understand. And I think it takes a while to like sit on it and think about it and comprehend it. Mm-hmm. It does. You cannot tell that to a four year old. You no. cannot tell no, that to a No, but also like four, four and five year olds aren't sitting there and being like, oh, this is like a treatise on xenophobia and like and the powers of colonialism. Like, no, no, no. But like as as, a, as adults, we're like, yeah, like these these white settlers took over the land of like the natives that were born there and were trying to yeah. like limit their resources by building yeah. this dam. And then yeah. these princesses are making it better. Yeah, yeah of course. So, as they do. As one does. So so yeah, with that being said, like I agree that the plot is very complicated. It's mm-hmm. too complicated almost. It's almost like they, they needed more time to explain it. Yes. But they didn't because it's a kid's movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I will say that it's also, like we said earlier, it's a darker movie. Yeah. There's a lot more... Um, yeah, there wasn't as much like fun... Um, sort of like lightheartedness to the movie at all like in the first movie when we with with Anna for example Anna yeah. sorry I always say her name wrong um she had like love is an open door which is a great song she was like really quirky um she like kept um the movie very light throughout mm-hmm. um whereas in this movie she is completely different like she's like worrying about everything like constantly trying to like rein Elsa in um constantly worried about her relationship um like she's not mm-hmm. lighthearted at all and she comes to a yeah, point where as she, far as she knows like Elsa dies and yeah. she, she could be like she needs she faces her own mortality yeah, yeah. exactly well, and, this is and she's thing. like my she world will yeah, change forever she, she doesn't know yeah. what, ha- what will happen if the dam breaks well right? here's the thing like I would say that this movie was actually very funny like it was a very 
it was a dark movie, but they had a lot of humor. Like, I laughed a lot in this film. If you took out that humor, if you took Olaf away, if you took a, lo- a couple of those jokes away, uh, it's sad. Yeah. It's a sad plot. Because, I, like you just said, Anna actually goes through a shit ton. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? like, she gets dumped on in this movie. Yeah, she gets totally dumped on, where Elsa's having, like, a full, like self-discovery spiritual awakening yeah literally and, and Anna Anna sorry is just like out there on like just just chasing unraveling. her down yeah. unraveling Be like, like fuck your spiritual discovery let me help yeah <laughs> well I mean here's the thing so so we can at this point I think talk about either like I I came up with a couple of key themes that I think all the characters upheld in this movie but we can also talk about characters themselves Anna's like a great one we definitely need to talk about her uh the two key themes that I came out of this movie were uh, transformation. Yeah, that was the first sure. one, and then the second one was mental illness, mental mental health. Yeah, uh, and I think I can make an argument for both. Like transformation, literally, the movie is taking place in the fall, and that's yeah. a season mm-hmm. of change, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just thought that because they covered all the seasons at this point, <laughs> so it's time. To- yeah, <laughs> I mean, true, um, but that's what the the whole like first song. Um, some things never change. Yeah, is actually talking about how much things have, have changed. changed, and they're talking about how it's like the fall and everything. Yeah. that's how it starts. And they're yeah. catching up the audience who saw the first movie. Like this is where we are now. Yeah, everything's great, but at the same time, everybody's kind of it. Kind of like changing. Yeah, yeah, it kind of shows what everyone's kind of what their mindset is at the time. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, so I would say transformation, uh, mental health, and learning to love oneself, right? And that goes for all these characters. Yeah. So. So yeah, like in transition wise, we're in the transition of fall, uh, and everybody changes from the beginning of the movie to the end. Um, Anna, who starts off like you just said, like um, kind of needy and yeah. um, following Elsa around, she ends up being very independent at the end. She finds her strength. Yeah. Elsa is very confused and anxi- anxious at the beginning. Yeah. In the end, she's comfortable with herself, and she's um, got where a new, she's got a new wardrobe, got a new wardrobe, got, got, got a new got horse. Power. She's exactly where she's. <laughs> the to marketing be. team is on point. You know? <laughs> they gotta sell those new toys. Yeah, yeah, and then, so I'm just so like that's a really important theme. I think that we um, can't yeah. overlook. Yeah, and then um, the idea of mental health and learning to love oneself. I mean, this goes directly into Anna's Anna's character. Yeah. in this movie, like. I really loved Anna in this movie. In the first one, she was a little bit much. Mm. But in this movie, I found her incredibly relatable. I think she was an excellent portrayal for children of how to deal with depression and grief. Sure, but she also like she also goes through these... Real, what can be read as insecure, I feel like it was very much like... like she had serious abandonment issues. Like between her parents dying early, Elsa like really putting a lot of space between them as kids like that that dynamic isn't going to change six years on because she grew up with these with this trauma yeah right so when Elsa's running away from her going on the spiritual discovery like her trying to keep up with her is partially because like she doesn't want to be abandoned again yeah yeah and maybe that's why she's so insecure with um um what's his name Kristoff because literally every time he starts to talk about how um, you know, he's trying to propose the whole movie, which I think is a terrible time to propose, but whatever. Every time he starts talking to her, she th- thinks he's she's he's gonna break up with her, basically. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. that's I think that's a good way to put it is that like she's just insecure. Uh, she's also at the beginning of the movie, she's talking about how she's found an importance in her life. Like she's clinging to this ideal life, like everything is as it should be. Yeah, she's incredibly happy. She said everyone she loves is with her right now. Um, she has this unwillingness to let Elsa do her own thing. 
Like, Elsa keeps saying, like, I need to go do this on my own. Anna's like, we're doing it together. Yeah. And it's almost like she's projecting that onto her. Because, like you said, she's abandoned. She was abandoned when she was young. So that's... I love that this is an animated movie. These are cartoon characters, but they've carried that theme and they've made it a real problem Mm -hmm. for her as an adult, as a functioning adult. And let's not forget that throughout this movie, she's constantly abandoned to the point where... Elsa ditches her, literally sends her off on her own with with Olaf. Yeah. Olaf dies for Gosh. for all uh, all she knows. Yeah. Um, Elsa essentially because Olaf has died, she can assume that Elsa is also no longer coming back. Yeah. Kristoff took off in the forest. Yeah. Uh, like, and then she just got. Don't forget, and this is was heartbreaking for me. She was reminded visually that her parents died in a horrible drowning incident. Yeah. Which I which is Wait, so. Wait, how is she reminded of that? Remember they got to the ship and then they like water has memories and they it showed their parents. I don't think I remember that line from you, the movie. You did might they, have fallen asleep. Did, did they did they say it twenty times? Yeah, maybe. that water has memories. But like, do you remember they she showed like a visual of her parents holding each other? Yeah. Before no. they died. Yeah. That's terrible. So she right after that Elsa pieces off. Olaf yeah. dies. Elsa dies, and then she finds herself literally at the bottom of a dark. Cave with no light, way with out. no light, and like literally no hope. She says in her song, she says, "Hello darkness, I'm ready to succumb." Like how dark and sad is that? So I just really wanted, I you know what? Uh, that she had that experience, that she started singing the next right thing. Um, the crux of that message is mental health, right? Like yeah. she's grieving, she's depressed, she's in a very dark spot. She's usually a very cheery, bubbly, positive person. So, like I said, like it's very important, I think, in a kids' movie to show this. Yeah. That, like, you, like, life is bleak. Life can get very bleak. <laughs> no, I'm being serious. Like, life yeah. can get very bleak. No, yeah. And to show a character like this go through a really tough time, but say literally, like, I'm ready to succumb, except I hear that voice, and the next right thing is to take the next step. Yeah. Do one thing. Mm-hmm. And like, I, like if you're dealing with grief, if you have a serious loss, if whatever, you're going through a hard time, this is so true. It's so realistic to be like... It's like take it one step at a time is basically yeah. what she's saying. Yeah. yeah. And but, like, it, I think the clinical term for it is called chunking. It's like I can only do... I, I am so like, I, I can't function right now, but I can do this. Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. And then I can do two things tomorrow. Yeah. And then the next day more. And that's kind of like what she's getting out there. Mm-hmm. I've never seen this depicted so well in a movie, let alone an animated movie. Yeah. Yeah. She broke She broke it down. She took that next step. And then she ended up literally becoming the hero of the story. The yeah, true leader totally. of mm-hmm. her people. And... I, I'm literally proud of her. Like, yeah. I'm proud of her. Yeah. <laughs> I am. She's grown up so fast. It's relatable. It's, it's very totally, relatable. Yeah. And do you remember, like, at the end when she realizes that Elsa's alive, and then they embrace, and she's crying, ugly crying. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's, like, blubbery. There's boogers. There's yeah. tears. Yeah. Nothing is more relatable than that kind of crying, that yeah. relief crying. And, like, it's over, and she's just like, I did. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, like... And it, it's like earned. It's earned that like release that she has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too much for me to take. But break it down to this next breath. This next step. This next choice is one that I can
choice to hear that voice and do the next right thing. So like this, that, that's one of the reasons why I love this movie. I think that was incredible. I think they do a really good job of making Anna relatable. I found, I actually did find her a bit irritating in this movie at the beginning, but she comes around, and I think it was all part of, like, her transition, or her transformation. Mm -hmm. Exactly, her transformation through the movie, but also since the first movie, right? Like, she's found this inner strength, and it greatly benefits her in the end, because she becomes Queen of Arendelle. Mm -hmm. So... Spoiler. Spoiler <laughs> So I think that like the, the theme there to like take care of yourself yeah. is is Anna like to me ended up she could have easily been like if, if Elsa is the main character, Anna could have been the side character in this movie. Yeah. But like she wasn't. Like no. she was actually no. like it was huge. Like what she what they showed with her character in this movie was huge. It was impactful. I think that with the songs being such a huge part of the plot and really needing to listen to the lyrics, I was very confused while watching the movie how all of a sudden Anna was the Queen of Arendelle and Elsa was like left because she's like very loyal, right, yeah. to her people and very loyal to Arendelle. And all yeah. of a sudden she's like, okay, peace, I'm going to go be the Queen of um, like Northaldra. the Nor- Northaldra. 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 Sorry. Um, Game and- of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> um, Dan- white Danish people. <laughs> yeah. And I and I was like, okay, that's totally random. But then if you actually listen to the songs and incorporate that into the plot, it makes sense because the entire time she's talking about how she see- like she knows deep down she's not where she's supposed to be. Yeah, and you even yeah. see that a little bit in the beginning. Like yeah. it's such a quick flash, but like uh, it's during this like the during the the intro song where it's like things have changed, and you see uh, you see Elsa like on the balcony, yeah. and she gets <laughs> and she gets called in for a meeting, and she's just like, oh yeah, yeah, it's another so email that could, meeting that could be an yeah. email. Yeah. It's almost like, like she's going through the motions, like something was in the back of her mind that yeah. she's well, she's hearing the voice too, right? So she's distracted. Yeah. But we, I mean, let's talk about Elsa because Elsa compared to the first movie too, like you know, like we we know her backstory too. Her parents literally insisted that she isolate herself <laughs> which okay so this this is what like what doesn't jive like her mother is like a magical cre- is a magical being yeah yeah so she's like you're a magical being conceal don't feel yeah, yeah. and i'm I like mean, wait that's... like like i understand like this they didn't have this like built out narrative like this is this is picking nits it's a yeah. new narrative it's a picking yeah, nits. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I totally agree yeah. Like, yeah. but like but i i do take what you're saying because part of the so i even though i really enjoyed the movie the part part of it that bothers me a little bit is that it's very obvious that this like full intricate storyline was taken from it's it has no place in the first movie yeah they've actually gone back to to the scene where um you know the mom is telling them about the river and how the water holds memory and all that stuff Mm -hmm. and they're creating something completely new that doesn't necessarily completely jive with the first movie (laughs) yeah it's like it's like why wasn't the magical forest always a problem yeah exactly (laughs) exactly and like why have and then why didn't they realize that a lot of their people weren't there (laughs) yeah and also they're just like oh they died but like not only like obviously the north aldra 
people have very um, specific characteristics that make them look um, like different from Elsa and Anna. Yeah. They're indigenous, like people of the um, area. Why does Elsa and Anna's mother look white? If she's yes. one of them. Yeah, like, that was confusing too because I was like, is she one of them? Because yeah. she doesn't look like the, the rest, rest of them. Yeah. yeah, so it's like obviously they're like, let's build out this plot yeah. and just forget the fact that these, like, she's clearly white. And, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, in like the North Alder, they, there is like, there's like a white, like I was, I was looking at the, at the background characters because like that's, I like to pay attention to those little yeah. details and I was really trying to kind of like, immerse myself into their into their into their culture yeah <laughs> and like there is there was like a wide variety of different kinds of faces like they yeah. didn't all uh look like one look like yeah. one like one kind of like identity yeah i mean that's a good point it's, it's a really yeah. good point and it, it added it, it added to the confusion and why would they not first of all anna and elsa not know this about their mother why would she hide that Especially with Elsa as a magical person. Yes. They could have bonded over that. Yeah, exactly. And also, did the dad not know that he was that she was the one who saved him? Because when no. he told the story, it seemed like he didn't no, know. No, he didn't know. He didn't know. Because remember, in the flashback, um, when he was, he was passed out. So she, oh. he was in the boat. She hid herself in the boat. It's very and Little Mermaid. He, and yeah. he just happened she's, to she, fall in love with her. Yeah, after? like she she saved him. Destiny. She, she hid in the in the in the trolley thing, yeah. whatever wherever they were. And then she came with him. So there's like this new person in the village. Yeah. Of like what seems like they're like Arendelle doesn't seem like a large kingdom. Yeah, it's like, like, like there's, no. yeah, there's, he would just know it was yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> also, if you notice, Arendelle got a lot more diverse this time around. Oh, yeah, did it ever? Well, so apparently there was backlash after the first movie, and that's why in this movie they like to you know the... who could save this Sterling K Brown. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, Which exactly. was that was a great character, by the way. Oh, that was another character so that. Um, kind of like relieved the tension a little bit. So oh, funny he when he was. I love that he was so into Olaf's retelling of the first yeah. movie. Yeah, <laughs> he was like, "What?" Honestly, <laughs> sharp now. If it wasn't uh, for, popcorn, she eats. <laughs> if it wasn't for Olaf and oh, I don't know what his name was in the in the movie, but Sterling K. Brown, yeah. there would have it would have been a general, general, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, but going on to like it was confusing that part of it. My way of describing why this plot in in the second movie had to happen in the second movie is because the first movie was all about Elsa figuring out her powers, figuring yeah. out what she was. But this um, is more about and that. how to control it. Yeah. So once she had control of her powers and they became truly a part of her, also she says all, often through the movie that they're growing. Yeah. She feels her power growing. So I think it was just time. And also, like I said before, like she's 25 now, 25, 26, 26, like sometimes someone were in there. She's fully mature. So maybe the magic just needed her to be fully mature. I mean, yeah. this is me throwing my own thoughts about, yeah, 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 yeah. about the lore onto it. But it, this is how it makes sense to me in my world is that um, once she allowed herself to learn how to control her powers instead of isolating herself and denying them, she could really become more of herself and then the next step of her discovering who she truly was and what she was truly capable of doing and being was what happened in this movie. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. the next chapter. And there's actually, and because like we said, this is a confusing plot, if anything, it opened up more questions that can be answered in a third one. Totally. Right. So yeah. that will take place in spring. <laughs> That's the next. It's winter. Is the next season. I know, but I mean, like they've already had a winter movie. <laughs> but it was technically summer, and then she made it winter. Yes. Oh, uh, good lord. 
Like, oh Jesus. <laughs> um, but yeah, Elsa basically went through like a Jedi, a Jedi like storyline. Yeah, before. she was. Very, it was very like superhero exploring yeah. her no. origin of power. Yeah, exactly. Not except, that she except knew. responsibility. Be be able to ask for help. Yeah. Explore the origin of her power. Like, very like. Hello, Spider-Man, Iron Man, Superman. Like, <laughs> I see you. Yeah. It's uh, so it, sad, though, that her she finds out that her parents died trying to find out more about her power. Yeah, that's that's horrible. It's like, uh, wow. I mean, that's just part of the hero's journey. I'm sorry. Oh, I missed yeah. that. Yeah, you, you, you might have been asleep. asleep. Uh, by the way, everybody, uh, listeners, <laughs> Marina fell asleep at some point in the middle of the movie. <laughs> so it's, it was so dark in there, and the songs were so soothing. <laughs> they were very soothing. Um... I yeah, really let's like, see. Sorry, go ahead. Go I was ahead. sorry. I was just gonna say I really like the Evan Rachel Wood song, um, the lullaby song. All is what is it called? All is found. Where the north wind. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll put a clip in right now. Where the north wind meets the sea, there's a river full of memory. Sleep, my darling, safe and sound. For in this river so good. <laughs> uh, so good, yeah. And like that, if you don't listen to that song, you're, the plot's going to be even more confusing to well, you. <laughs> when, that, when that song first came on, I was like, this song feels out of place because it's so different than the music from the first movie. Yes. And then I was so focused on what's going on, I didn't even listen to the lyrics. And yeah. then I'm like... I think it like I was not set up for success. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean it's it gives a lot of clues as to where they're going. Yeah, and like also let's face it, this plot was very predictable in some parts. Yes, um, but I don't think it was meant to be like you know a big lead. You know what I mean? Like I no. think it was supposed to be the end. just like follow along, just enjoy yourself, Jesus. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah. not a detective story. Yeah. Um, but it was a mystery in some ways. Mystery. They they left a lot um, of like twists. Yeah. Um, which I typically like, but these ones were very predictable. Like, that her mother was the one that rescued her father. And um, that, oh my gosh, the grandfather was actually a bad guy. It's like, what? yes. No, I we, didn't know. We knew that was coming. Or maybe, at least I knew that <laughs> was coming. Kim seemed to know everything. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately, um, like, we saw that bridge or something. I turned, I turned to Steph and I'm like, Bridge. Yeah, yeah. Well, you don't. And then I said to you, they don't. You don't introduce a bridge. <laughs> it's not a bridge. No, it's a dam. You don't introduce, introduce a, a dam, dam if you're not gonna break it down. Is what I said. That's it's right. so true. Um, just like you don't introduce a gun to a story unless it's gonna go off. So, yeah. all right, check off. Calm down. <laughs> all right. So, um, Elsa. At the beginning of the movie, like we said, she's, like, internally feeling like she doesn't belong where she is, yeah. even though she's found a good place to be. She yeah, right? that hashtag she likes Wanderlust. Her... Yeah, exactly. exactly. She's, <laughs> she's 23 and mean. Exactly. It's true. She's like, wow. She's like, you know what? I already, like, literally, in the, her song, Into the Unknown, truly the greatest thing that's come into my life <laughs> in the last 31 years. It's actually really good. It's actually amazing. Um, yeah. But... She says in that song, and that's her I want song. Let It yeah. Go was not an I want song. No. I that... mean, we kind of talked a little bit about yeah, it yeah. in our I want song episode, but this it is her real isn't. one. Yep. This is it, guys. This oh. is the one. And basically, remember in the first movie, she's saying she was in a kingdom of isolation? Yeah. Well, she's more or less created an, uh, her, an isolated area for herself in a kingdom of warmth and love. Yeah. Because she's not feeling like herself anymore. Yeah. It's so true. So, Steph was so smug about that just now. Just the look on her face. She's like, I fucking nailed that. I fucking nailed that. (laughs) That that 
thing I practiced earlier. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I think she's just really in a spot where she's like, oh, you know, I have these powers for a reason. Yeah. And even though I'm a queen, I'm meant to be greater. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's something more Also, here. imagine being surrounded by normies, having these, like, otherworldly, awesome like, magnificent powers. powers and fractals! Being like... Fractals everywhere! <laughs> fractals! Yeah. Well, she's... Yeah, she's, she's. I could freeze your blood in your veins. What's up, bitch? Yeah, yeah. but like she's incredibly anxious. That goes. This goes back to the mental health theme that I've created for yeah. this movie. She has anxiety at the beginning, where she's like, "Who the fuck am I? Like, what am I doing here? Why do I feel like I need to venture out when I'm yeah. so comfortable? When when I have everything that I should be fine with, or I should want. Exactly. Why am I feeling like there's something missing? And her go-to since the first movie has been to internalize all that. You're not a voice You're just a ringing in my ear And if I heard you Which I don't And spoken for I fear Everyone I've ever loved Is here within these walls I'm sorry secret siren But I'm blocking out your calls I've had my adventure I don't need something new I am afraid of what I'm risking If I follow you Into the unknown spirit she had no control of her situation you know it's like she was like also because i think because elsa was uh because anna was kind of holding her back so she didn't have magic she was she was just like you can't go without me but but elsa's literally like i have magic powers (laughs) and i can do whatever i want yeah Yeah. so can you even skate yeah exactly (laughs) can you build a snowman so she is on the not do you want not alone but can you yeah so because i can bring it to life so she's on the North Shores, she's she knows what to do automatically. It's her destiny to go through that fucking ocean and get to that magic river. Yeah. So she's she goes into the ocean, she tames the horse, she runs with the horse to this magic area. Otto Holland. Otto Holland. She sings a wonderful song called Show Yourself. Where she really realizes great. it's amazing. We'll talk, and we're ha- talking about songs too. I feel like this but, is like the Olaf, de- like the Olaf description of the second movie and the yeah, third movie. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, I'm just so impressed with, I thought heard my, a voice, made a horse. I thought my <laughs> went to, synopsis went to see a river. Good. Her synopsis is great. Yeah. I just feel like it, 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 her, just like Anna's journey impressed me, Elsa's discovery of herself impressed me. And I think that was a huge point in the movie where like, when she realizes not only everything about the past, but the fact that, like, this was her destiny was to realize that she was the fifth spirit. I think by the time she got there, we all knew that she was going to be the fifth spirit, obviously. The second they're like, there's a fifth spirit, we're like, I wonder who that might be. Is it Olaf? (laughs) (laughs) Because, like, even when she says, oh, there's Otto Holland, and it's I do have a question. I have another question. Yeah. So, so her mom, at some point, would have been at that river to know that it was dangerous. No, the mom never made it to the river because she died. In the, the boat in crashed. The, literally, I think, the, I think the horse, the pony, killed her. Dang. Because it's the ocean. Yeah. They were trying to get there to get the answers because that's what the lullaby says. Go they, to the They were trying to the take the boat to the... Out of Holland. To Out of Holland. Yeah. yeah. See, there's so many parts that... that like, I, I fell asleep for like 10 minutes and I feel like there was like pivotal that information that I'm That was the most important 10 minutes of your life and you missed it. I feel like this is very much like I missed a pivotal... A lot of pivotal information because that's what I chose to fall asleep. Yeah. 
Yeah. When I chose to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that, I mean, that's Elsa. I just wanted to cover her. It's like, we, she was a, the biggest part of this movie, and uh, both her songs were top-notch. Amazing. Okay, but before we finish on Elsa, so she's at all at Holland, at Holland. She starts to see, so obviously, water holds memory. We've learned that in this movie. <laughs> a lot. Multiple times. Yeah. Multiple times. Water holds memory. That's why Olaf comes back. Oh, oh yeah, but do you remember? God. Do you remember Elsa actually says that at the end? And well, I'm just remembering Wait, yeah. that now. Wait, she, she does say that. that. She does say well, that. Well, she says, "Do you want to build a snowman?" And then she like builds. Water it back holds up. memories. Yes. Yeah. Okay. But I love the fact that like the first time it was mentioned, Olaf's like, "Did I ever tell you this fun fact?" And <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like you could have introduced that in your song, you dumb snowman. You, well, that's the thing. He is a dumb snowman. Yeah, he's a dumb snowman. But um, he's maturing, as you noticed. Yes. But I mean, like, it's like lazy screenwriter. <laughs> Anyways. But, okay, so, um, she goes to Holland. She sees the memories. But she, the memories are, like, moving so fast, she has to, like, follow them. And then she goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And she goes too deep. And she freezes. That's not what she, her mother warned her about in the song. Her mother said, the, if you go too deep, you will drown. The mother was actually kind of giving a sneak peek into her own death because she tried to get too deep but she's merely human and drowned oh well her but mother's be- human yeah I, i'm not her a- mother was not magical her mother was from the Nathaldra North people yeah. but that they aren't magical either they live in the forest and they feed off the magic of the yeah. forest like Sh- no, uh, sorry like feed is the wrong but the, word yeah but, they, but the way that they she, play she off saved yeah. her like the the king was, that was, it was because she, she the Northadra the magic of the forest. The Northadra people are still like the magic forests people, but they right. don't have powers themselves. Her saving the enemy, more or less, mm-hmm. uh, was an act of selflessness and a good deed. Mm-hmm. So the magic rewarded that yes. them with the grace. Uh, yeah. So she does, not have, she does not have the metachlorians inside of her. Yes. Right. She yeah, just wields it when it's available. That's why I didn't think, actually, I don't think that um, their mother was necessary to have at all in that cave. Because, you know, it's like she started singing too, like, come, my darling, you know, yeah. like, whatever. Yeah. And I, I'm like, that is just confusing. Like, just say that the river was that voice. Yeah. I.e. Yeah. Aurora, whoever that is. Yeah. Um, they, like, she, the river was calling her. That was her destiny. That's who she was singing with was, like, more or less herself. Her own destiny. It does the river confuse. has kind of, like, a, a life, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it, it is confusing that the mom all of a sudden, like, comes in. Has, like, so then you think it was the afterlife. mom that was calling yeah. her? Yeah, and, like, maybe it's because water has memories, and that's a really, like, it's a literally a fucking literal river. So it would tie into those memories of the mother because she was the tie into the magical forest. Yeah. Like, that's, and that's confusing as fuck. But, like, I get it. I literally just got confused as you were explaining it. So, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. Like, the no, river, no, 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 no. Yeah. I, just, I, I understand where you're coming from. Completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's too complicated. The mother did not need to be involved in that situation. Yeah. yeah. No. However, I loved her little duet with Elsa. Yeah. In Show Yourself. That is an amazing song. Show Yourself. Yeah, exactly. And, like, I feel it. I need to get to this one question. Yes. Which is... Why did Elsa freeze? There's no explanation for it. Because uh, she went too deep. But, but like, like she has freezing powers. I would imagine it's because... She has ice powers. My guess, and I don't know if it's for real, but the, the song did warn that if you go too deep, uh, you will drown. Yeah. So she gets there, she uncovers the truth, 
And I think that... But didn't the river want her to uncover the truth? Yeah, that's the whole reason she If the she river went. wanted her to uncover the truth, she uncovered it and then she froze. Yeah. I think that opens the door up for Anna's destiny to actually destroy the dam, therefore relieving the um, area of that fog that doesn't allow them to leave. Yeah. I think it opened up the door for Anna to finish the actual destiny. I mean, but... the screenplay certainly did. Yeah, but if but the river from the river's perspective that made no sense. Yeah, Yeah, because like if this is on our Elsa's calling Mm -hmm. to like go to um, Otaholan and find out the truth, and she's the fifth element, and Otaholan seems to be like part of her. Then why is it in turn then killing her? Why is it turn on her? Why does it turn on her? Yeah, I mean because she's too greedy to find out the truth. Perhaps the truth was too cold well that's that is kind of what her mom says when she's in the song she's singing the song is like a warning that like the truth will be difficult to like the truth the truth isn't always easy to hear kind of thing maybe it's like the price you pay for finding out the truth there's like danger yeah there's like danger in learning the truth i think yeah and also i mean maybe it's the price she had to pay to learn the truth because you know it's not like she learned the truth and like died she learned the truth and shared that with her sister yeah who then completed the mission mm-hmm. thus unfreezing every well unfreezing elsa but also releasing the forest from its prison okay how so, did she share it with anna though like, she, like her, her last breath she was like <laughs> and it kind of like floated up and then remember in the cave it um, came she to her. showed her yeah, yeah. It came to her yeah. but that's also something that's so hard for a child to understand it's hard for us is it? to understand. i think it's it's harder for us to understand really We're yeah because for, for kids they're like magic and they're like yeah. funny snowman yeah legitimately <laughs> it's like it's like magic like hers like anna, anna anna knows what she needs to do now yeah leave it to us to overthink it of yeah. course yeah but it's true like no Maybe. there's a lot of we're like we're putting all these like you know like metaphors of like mental health on it she's going too deep to find out truths like dark secrets yeah. about her past and like having to deal with them through like literally being frozen by it like yeah. i kind of like that she was yeah. frozen i was like this this like you know, we're, put, we're putting <laughs> be, yeah and then it, like she's frozen by it but then at the same time it activates the second part of like like Seth was saying it activates the second part of the de- destiny because yeah. they are they are inherently connected to each other. They're two sides of the same bridge. Yeah, they need they need Anna Holland uh, magic to be Dan bridge yeah. because like I mean the human side and the magic side that's yeah. what they're connecting. Right? They need yeah. to coexist peacefully. So they yeah, needed yeah. both those girls, even though Anna couldn't physically get to that area. She was still stuck in the more physical world, yeah. and therefore could actually complete the change yeah. that needed to happen in order to release everything. Uh, it's I a, think I'm going to write like... Disney and ask them why <laughs> Elsa froze. <laughs> <laughs> you don't believe us. How dare you make her frozen? <laughs> but I just think it's like that's why this like sequel is a nice film in continuation of the first one. It's like it's just these two feel these two films now to me make a whole. The first one all about finding yourself and like different kinds of love, sister love, whatever. Yeah. It it carries on into this one where it's like it's actually also important to love yourself. Yeah. But also it like ties in the fact that Anna and Elsa are two sides of the same coin. Yeah. So yeah. they're two yeah. sisters, one like like Olaf said, one with powers, one without. <laughs> but like just like the like like just like the mother was of a magical people and the father wasn't. Yet the two of them together equaled a destiny that opened up that land again mm-hmm. and got rid of the representation of impression, which was that dam, Anna knocked it down. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know why she froze, but I know why that 
kind of like tied into the river gave her those magical freezing powers and they can take Take it it away away. no i get that i (laughs) took it for granted i think i think it's interesting that there's no villain in the frozen like series yeah and typically it would be like the villain is the cause of all things bad in a disney movie and the villain would be what caused um elsa to freeze but in this case there is no villain the the villain is the self doubt the The historic oppression and racism i mean well that too but like there's there is no real villain the villain is like more within in Mm -hmm. in these movies yeah no it's honestly like coming to terms with who you are yeah and why that's good yeah Yeah. so i don't know i think it's interesting because like where in most, you know, Disney movies that aren't as complex as this, it's, like, literally, like, oh, well, the sea witch, like, yeah. is the... The guy who's darker and has his name is Scar. Like, he's the bad guy, yeah. would you yeah. believe? Like, he's no, the one... No, no, no. He, like, like Scar, demons, Battling your inner yes, demons. Yes, thank you. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. Yeah. It's, like, yes, yeah, Scar's the one who killed Mufasa. It's, like, yeah. okay, well, who the fuck froze Anna or Elsa? Yeah. yeah. It's, like, it was, it was her inner demons, I guess. Yeah. Like, it was, like, her needing to know the truth. Perhaps it was also part of her um, hero's journey. She has to go through a trial in order to become who she really needs to be. So for her to freeze like that, like that's part of her transformation. I don't know. Like I'm just spitballing here. But but, I'm just but can I say when mm-hmm. she all of a sudden like changed into her, her new outfit? That is the gown. best outfit it I've is. ever seen. This is I really want that funny. to be my wedding gown. The, this is hilarious, and we will get to it in our next episode, our Christmas episode. I'll come back to it. So, so I think, I mean, that's Elsa, guys. Do you, I really want to talk about the music. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's talk oh, about really? the music. Can, can I quickly interject? Yeah. So there's, there was, like, a lot of supposition after the first movie in terms of, like, the queer narratives when it came to Elsa, right? Because, like, a lot of people, like, there's saw... There's, like, the, fan yeah, fiction and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And, like, they saw themselves in, like, the Let It Go song, right? In terms of, like, yeah, let go of people's expectations, just, like, be yourself. It became despite a queer anthem, yeah. Exactly, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, I was telling, I was talking to Kim afterwards, and um, just, like, the, did you also get any kind of, like, flirty vibes between Elsa and Honey Marin? They had, like, a really cute, like, thing going on. Where they were <laughs> they like, oh my god, like, lullabies are so dark. They had a conversation by the fire, that's true. Yeah. You didn't read, like, any kind of, like... No. into it? No, I didn't. Um, I know that there were a lot, there was a lot of hope that Elsa would become the first LGBTQ, openly, uh, openly LGBTQ princess or queen. But honestly, at this point, that wasn't um, the focus. That wasn't the focus. But also, I think, like, honestly, because, like, I've just been saying, there's a balance between the natural world and the magic world, Anna versus Elsa. Elsa, to me, is a higher being. She's kind of above. The human needs of that to me um i don't see her needing a partner i don't see her being straight a lesbian i don't see her having those kind of needs i feel like if as a spirit she's kind of above it well she and also this is about her self discovery yeah and independence and to throw like a bit of a love story in there would be too much <laughs> but i do i know that that was a lot of people were really hoping for it and were really upset that it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And they, like, a lot of people are, like, saying that Disney is too worried about, like, going all they the way. Wives. Yeah, exactly. Moms. Yeah. Like, it's like, 
like why flirt around it yeah just, just do, do it. it just do it um kind of thing and well, did they flirt around it because i just i don't think they did i think it was just the fact that like she's just not into anybody she's well yeah it was i'm just saying like in terms of like intentionality right yeah. because like with the shopkeep i forgot his name oh my god what's his uh name? the shopkeep he has he has like the family he, picture yeah. with like him and like what appears to be like a husband and children yeah and he goes yoohoo yeah so like at this point like it's always been like queer subtext rather than just like text yeah and that really bothers a lot of people because yeah. it's like if we want we want representation in like disney we want rep- representation in like mainstream yeah. media so, so like any kind of breadcrumbs it's yeah. like yeah like there's a queer character in a disney movie like Honey, honey Merit. So Honey Merit and Elsa had like a like a like a three second conversation. Like they're in love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I get it. Like at some point, it would be really nice to see. Uh, maybe not with Elsa, but with someone. And then and Olaf wore a dress. Because <laughs> you you see it in the background. He's like playing around with the little kids when they're still in Arendelle. Oh. And then like, okay. he's he's running he's running away okay. and he's wearing yeah. a dress. Okay. It's like yeah. super cute. Yeah. Uh, I would yeah I would say if they opened up the like I said there's a lot of questions out here that we could easily have a third movie to explain the rest of this. In that case, if they did make her get the girlfriend or get get her love, okay. fine. But um, I don't think it's necessary for her character. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'd be nice, but at the same time. I just feel like she's above it. She's a spirit now. She just rides around on her water ice horse. Yeah, she's and hangs no, out with spirits. Like, no, no she's like she's like a Superman. She is an alien being, but she needs, needs to stay connected to humanity. Yeah, <laughs> to, to lo- <laughs> for, for her love power. Perhaps they have a love wigwam that they share together. I'm not sure. Um, yes. So uh, I, I was I'd having. Ship it. <laughs> I, I would ship it too. Yeah, I'd watch. I'd watch that on the on the home shopping. I'm network. okay with that. I'm honestly. I think Elsa's happy. She's found. You can tell by the end of the movie. She's found who she who she is. What she should be doing. Yeah. That she needs to be doing. That's, that's okay. With her. But like I don't know, I've I've got great things to say about I've got this amazing soundtrack. Things. Yeah, I would take this sound. I've listened to this soundtrack nonstop since I first saw this movie. What like three weeks ago? <laughs> like I love it. It's so good. It's so good. It's way better than the first one. The first one, um, I like. Love is an open door. Love it. Uh, I would say Love is an Open Door is my favorite overall still. Of from all, From all the... No, so, sorry, from like both movies. Okay, okay, okay. Um, But taking that out, I think the second movie has a better soundtrack. Yeah, and also because it's newer and fresher, right? Let It Go was overplayed to the point where like when I hear it now, all I think about is like, ugh. Adele Dazeem. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Adele Dazeem sings Let It Go. Adina Mazel sings Into the Unknown. And I want to <laughs> formally... No, I sing Into the Unknown. 
just don't tell Mark because <laughs> apparently Idina Menzel is a better singer than me. I don't to Mark. believe it. I don't believe it. For I don't a believe it. Uh, I I want to take back something I've said in previous episodes where I'm not a big fan of Idina Menzel's voice. Uh, I think I've said before that like when she sings Let It Go, it doesn't it didn't hit me in any way. Like I'm like I like the song. Um, I like her, but something about her voice. Um, turns me off yeah it's a bit it's um, a nasally perhaps it's a bit nasally yeah for but i'm completely on the other side of that now like she's I've, she's taken me into the unknown with her <laughs> and i live there now and i listen to that song multiple times a day like i'm embarrassed to tell you probably like literally probably 20 times a day Whoa! <laughs> because i listen to both the panic of the disco version and the movie version and i listen to it on like repeat yeah so i've listened to it i'm me and the new celine dion album courage chef's <laughs> gift chef's gift uh into the unknown is an incredible song and dina menzel fucking slayed it yeah she also slayed show yourself uh she brought I, I actually like show um show yourself better than into the unknown they're both good they're yeah. both great it's to each their own into your into the i'm just unknown. gonna sit here and listen to you guys talk about this out. okay here, here we go <laughs> into the unknown is like let it go 2.0 uh, show yourself as Let It Go 3.0. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's amazing. They're amazing. They're amazing. They're great songs. Like I said, one is an I Want song. Show Yourself is more or less Let It Go. Yeah. Like, the same kind of idea, like, here I am in the light of day. <laughs> <laughs> Let the storm rage on. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I think both those solos, like, Brava. Yeah. Idina. You brava. know what song I actually don't really like is do the next right thing because it's so dark i think it's it's slow too it's, it's actually slow. Yeah. it's actually not quite a jingle jingle song no. right it's very uh, that is word spoken exactly that is the most similar to a broadway broadway musical song of all the songs because it's like one of those like in between songs that mm. just kind of like takes you well, from one scene to the next like yeah and she's like literally spilling her heart out yeah uh and it's not to your enjoyment not a yeah, yeah it's not for you to be like damn yeah, like, like this she is, wants like, to be king playing. yeah <laughs> exactly it's more just like i am depressed yeah and i'm gonna feel bad listen there's a lot of cathartic elements that teenage me is like very connecting to it like mm. hello darkness my old friend yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going to go from the beginning, like, the lullaby, like we said, we liked a lot. I love um, it. There's also a, um, I don't know why or what, but on Spotify, there's, like, another rendition of it that's amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've listened to it. I know what you're talking about. It's great. Um, it's, like, really folky. Yes. Yeah. Okay, but you notice a lot of the songs that are on the actual album on Spotify are folky. Yeah. Like, Anna has a whole other song on there called Home, and it is almost like they cut it out of the original or they wrote a shit ton of songs for the original based on old scripts before they came up with the final one yeah uh and i love it and i'm like i would have preferred this over some things never change which i find kind of a snooze some things never change i like some things never change i like and it but the it's reason i like it is just because of that one line that olaf says which is and, and, and you all are a little bit older yeah. or whatever i was like oh my god uh carmen had, my friend Shade. carmen <laughs> my friend Carmen had said that like some things never change is kind of like uh, for the audience dip your toes in yes, yeah right? this is going to be a musical here's the kind of the first song like just yeah. Get, yeah. get ready like here it comes yeah. here it comes yeah. Yeah. and this song is going to lay out where everyone is yeah it's a YouTube rewind yeah yeah, yeah. Anna's feeling com- content and comfy doesn't want anything to change Olaf is contemplating his new mature life yeah Kristoff uh, wants to propose Sven's going to help him 
And I didn't, I really didn't like that whole storyline. I was like, who cares? We've, you've already, like, we've been there. You fell in love in the first movie. We were in it. But, like, now, I don't really care if you get married or not. I don't care if, like, and I think that's just because we're all, like, we're not traditional people. Like, yeah. we don't care what that's like. And I think it's also because, like, fate, let's face it, um, Olaf and Kristoff didn't need to be there. No. no. They didn't Olaf the did because he needed to lighten the mood. But Kristoff. He needed to tell you that water has memories. Yes. Yeah. But that goes on to say that Kristoff also was there to lighten the mood because Into the Woods, which Sven is you, truly the highlight. Which Kim and I were belting before we started recording this. Yeah. Uh, it is honestly one of the best parts of that movie. To me, it was so funny. Not necessary at all. You cut that out, it does not affect the plot in no. any which way. It was so but unnecessary. it was such a fun scene to add. Well, weird, though. Very weird to add, but fun. I liked it, and I thought it was funny. Yeah. But I was thinking, this really only applies to people like us, because it's like an, I'm making fun of an 80s love ballad. Yeah. Kids don't care about that at all. But that also proves that like this movie is for mature. It's more yeah. mature. It's for older people. Yeah, exactly. There's so many elements of it that that make me think like this isn't a kids movie. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. But honestly, like when that ballad came on and when they had that like the 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 big the big floating head in the sky kind of like yeah, transitions, like yeah. the entire audience in the movie theater laughed. So yeah. I mean, like it it, it it's definitely so hits home. Funny. Yeah. 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 And it, and I it does kind of give. Kristoff a point to be there. It's like, wait, let's get songs I just said on Spotify, they have a bunch of songs that they probably cut out once the script right. morphed. There's one in there talking about how he's telling Anna that he wants to propose to her, and she like he's trying to sing, like, I don't know how to do it, and she's like, well, then I'll do it. Will you marry me? At the end. Yeah. So it's in there. It's in, Go to Spotify, people, and listen to it. I forget the name, <laughs> but you'll see it in there. Uh, but yeah, no, this Lost in the Woods was, was a great ad for a character that didn't actually need to be there but I'm happy he was along for the ride. So we have that song. Because <laughs> we have this song now. And I know a lot of people that yeah. thought that was the best part of the movie because for them, because they thought yeah. it was the funniest yeah. and most relevant to their lives. Yeah. I don't know. Well, Kristoff has just been relegated to the to the position where like female characters usually take. Incredibly periphery to the plot mm-hmm. that has like one good bop. Right. Yeah, in the in the movie. I will say this though, he was drawn. Well, sorry, he was computer animated weird. He was more. Like yeah, you were squishy. Like, why are you? Why is he so puffy? He looked like he was stung by a bee or something. Didn't have enough sleep. Like, bitch, hydrate. Yeah, he had bodies come in all shapes and sizes. Honestly, (laughs) things change, Kim. Look how things have changed. Yeah, can't all look like Hans or (laughs) Prince Eric. He literally he looked like he had like his sodium intake. (laughs) (laughs) Have you been on a flight? (laughs) You look swollen like my ankle. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, do you need some Benadryl? (laughs) Um, Okay, fair enough. Fair enough, Kim. I get it. He was a little You don't find him as sexually appealing as you used to. Yeah, you're not into dad bod. I get it. But uh, that song was a bop. Uh, Every song in here was a bop, in my opinion. Even Olaf's song, which... Mm. Um, I loved Olaf's song. Yeah, it was so so funny. So I was honestly, like, crying... 
at that part because it's so (laughs) so Olaf like the whole premise of Olaf's song is like he's terrified he's in the enchanted forest there's scary things happening he's terrified but he thinks it's just because he doesn't understand it because he's like (laughs) he's he's a kid like in quotation marks but he's obviously a snowman. Um, and he's like, oh, I'll just, like, I'll understand it when I'm older. So, like, it's fine. But really, it was, like, actually, like, fucking scary stuff was happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, like, serious. But <laughs> and it, it is such a childlike thing where it's, like, yeah. f- fear and, and sadness yeah. and all these things are, like, emotions that you have and, like, how to deal with them because everything can't be, like, summer all the time. Exactly. Well, let's also not forget that, like, oh, Olaf, um, he is singing about um, being older. He's talking about how he's matured. Um, but it's true. Because, like, even when, remember he says later when Elsa sends him and uh, Anna away, he says, I, I'm feeling angry. Yeah. It's the first time he's ever felt angry because he's, he's, he's like, ah, oh, happy snowman, right? Yeah. But, like, now he's actually is maturing. He's experiencing yeah. different emotions, emotions. And going through life and being wronged by somebody. Yeah. And he, yeah, he was... But the funny thing is, like, I feel like it's very relatable because when I was a kid, I was like, oh, I can't wait till I'm older and I won't be, like, afraid of the dark anymore. Or I can't wait till I'm older and, like, I won't, like, be afraid of this, that, and the other because you'll realize, like, you're an adult and, like... There's no curfew. There's, there's, or there's, like, an explanation for things. But then, like, as an adult... I'm more afraid than ever because you realize how scary the world actually yeah. There's is. There's scary things in the dark. Be afraid. Yeah, Very exactly. Very ironic. Very ironic. Yeah, like you actually learn that there are way worse things than you even were afraid of when you were younger. <laughs> so it's like, it, yeah, it is very ironic. And it's. I think it's how a lot of kids feel. It's like, oh, this will be fine, like, when I'm older or whatever. But, like, it's like, actually, no, it gets worse. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a very good um, example of that. And, but, like, obviously, all of, like, the best joke of that movie is when he's like, you know, Elsa, Sven, Samantha. <laughs> I, the Samantha joke <laughs> so is funny. so simple, but so good. I can't. Cannot get over how funny that was. Yeah, even like every time I hear the song, which is multiple times a day, as I said, yeah. uh, it, it makes me, it, I laugh. Like, I'm not like, you know, outwardly, but internally. Oh. I think it's still very funny. I will laugh outwardly. Like, what was that? Samantha? Samantha? <laughs> what was that? Samantha? This will all make sense when I am older. Someday I will see that this makes sense. One day when I'm old and wise, I'll think back and realize that these were all completely normal events. It's like, I don't even know Samantha. I didn't even know Samantha. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it's funny, right? It's so good. Jesus. Um, I love it. Yeah. That was probably the funniest joke of the whole movie. Yeah, I, I would I would honestly think so. There's also he also had a really I mean, I really loved when he reenacted what happened in the first movie and he's like, Yay, we'll be together forever. My parents are dead. <laughs> like he had a whole like thing. That was really funny too. Uh, uh, anyway, Olaf was great in this movie. He was great. Okay, he was well, really funny. Well here's the thing. I actually got so sick of Olaf after the first movie because mm-hmm. there's everything is Olaf. Like yeah. it's fucking Olaf toys, Olaf this, Olaf that. He's in like Disney shorts. He's in it's just like I'm sick of Olaf. 
And then he came in <laughs> in the second movie, and he totally killed it. Yeah. And now I love Olaf again. I'm yeah, like, of course. Yeah. Oh, here's like, why everyone loves Olaf. I'm like, remember when they first get kicked out of Arendelle, and he's sitting there, and um, he's with all the kids, and he's like, this is called controlling what you can in an uncontrollable situation. <laughs> like, it's really funny. So, so yeah. Also, like, playing him. charades with anyone beside Olaf, like, what is the point? And, like, remember before they played charades, and he was literally like, I'm, I'm, this is so much easier now that I can read. Right? Like, just, like, little <laughs> things like that. Like, funny ads. But, yeah, just, like, once again, a shout-out to Into the Unknown. Like, literally, <laughs> so song of the year. <laughs> song, if it doesn't win the Oscar, I don't know what's wrong with this world anymore. Uh, Disney not win the Oscar for the song of the year? Unheard of, unheard of. And then, obviously... You should ask, you should ask Mark how well I sing it. I will, I will <laughs> make sure to do that. And then, uh, yeah, once again, show yourself. Like, Idina shined in these She songs. really did. And I do How do you give... like her as, like, a voice, just, like, a voice performer? She's good. Outside of the, the singing, just, like, as a... She's good. Her... Honestly, I rewatched the first movie recently, and yeah. um, I really... I, I, like even like Elsa as a character she's actually quite closed off if anything Anna is a lot more likable yeah. and I like that Elsa, that Elsa um, is closed off because now that we know she's literally the fifth spirit of mm-hmm. you know this magic kingdom uh, she doesn't need like she, it would make sense that she's more to herself than mm-hmm. isolated yeah because uh, I did find her to be like very monotone initially yeah, and I think that's fine and I think Idina Menzel did a good job mm-hmm. um, like just because I'm not a big fan of her voice I mean now I am mm-hmm. but uh, she the first movie there was a scene where um, her and Anna are standing together right after her coronation and she says to her like you look beautiful and it was just like, a very small um, quiet thing to say mm-hmm. but it was very believable in that character to just like turn to her and be like, "You look beautiful, right? Like, nice, nice. You look so, beautiful, too, Steph. Oh, Kim. <laughs> so, yeah. So I think I didn't do a good job. I think everyone did a good job. Kristen Bell, like, kudos to her for singing the next, the next right thing because okay. that's not an easy. Because <laughs> well, because it's not an easy thing to portray that kind of emotion. Um, but yeah, no. But show yourself was also really good I mean I'm impressed with both those I'm impressed with this movie this is my favorite movie of the year Uh, (laughs) let's also talk about animation I mean we've been talking a long time but animation guys this movie it's it's so beautiful to see it's it's beautiful like I can't even do it you gotta see it I literally can't even do it well you don't want to see it anymore it's a visual knockout (laughs) um yeah there was nothing better than Elsa on that horse I can't even I'm begin. not even a horse person. I was like, that is a beautiful horse. I yeah. see that ice horse. Uh, this is the thing. When she was battling the horse in the water, and then she tamed it, and then rode it to her magic river, I... I <laughs> that sounds like I, the most ridiculous thing <laughs> in the entire world. But it wasn't, because I've never seen something like that on screen my entire life yeah it was beautiful it I was, was like, stunning yeah it I had like stunning. a moment of just pure a tear fell from my eye <laughs> and turned to ice and like, then it turned into a horse like the Lion King 2019 who like they can suck it, <laughs> they can suck it. like the crystal clear visuals of this movie I, I thought to this point that animation like you couldn't get any better like the bar was set do I think that Frozen 2 rose the bar? I do. Not not a lot, but more than what I saw this this year. I thought Lion King, I said in our Lion King episode, Marina, that this was like the one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. 
I'm not gonna lie. Frozen 2 is one of the yeah. most beautiful movies I've ever seen. It yeah. was. Because there's still, like, an element of magic to it rather than, like, the super, re- like, the hyper-realism of Lion King 2. Yeah. Lion King 2 is beautiful because you understand it as, like, a technical achievement. Yeah. This is actually, like, it's like a Visually fantasia. Appealing. Yeah, it's yeah, like a yeah. fantasia level of, yes. like, like yes. eye-gasms. Yes, and it's, That's they right. actually, oh, they actually, <laughs> <laughs> That's your wine. How dare you. Um, the team actually invented new software to make this mm. look even better than it could have. And, like, honestly, you guys compare it to the first one, because I watched the first one, like, not too long ago. It's, like, day and night. Like, the first one was very br- vibrant and bright and, like, cute and, like, cartoony colors. This one was, like... It was the, as intricate as the plot. You would think after six years, it's not a long time. It's not a long time to, like, to, and, like, you know, improve things. But yeah. it is vastly improved. Well, and... except for Kristoff's face, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's also because, like, honestly, like, I feel like they made, like, a lot of this movie was very realistic and yeah. looked amazing, but they also kept it cartoon animated yeah. looking, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, there were three scenes in my mind that stick out to being, like, what One of them is the Bruni the Salamander. Fuck. Of course. <laughs> he was because... so cute. Oh he my was god! So cute. He was so cute. And like honestly, he actually was out of place in his cuteness in well, this movie. So, okay, this he doesn't why... belong in the movie at all. No, zero percent belongs in the movie because but he's I want so cartoonish. More. But this is the thing: is like this is why Frozen Two overcomes Tangled for me because, because Pascal better, who better lizard friend better lizard friend and one that has magical firepowers. <laughs> um, Everything about that scene made me so happy. It made that movie so much longer so than it needed cute. to be, but it was so cute. Oh my god. I'm like I could spend a whole movie watching this this fire lizard. Totally. Uh, I don't know. The three scenes like yeah, the first one would be the 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 pony scene like when she gets into the water and tames the horse. I've never seen anything like that. It blew my mind. This looks incredible. The second one would be um, Into the Unknown, where she has she steps into some sort of like force field, and then it's just like <laughs> these like beautiful, vibrant, pinky, blue, green, like almost like Northern Light images coming, fractals coming out of her hands, and like jump, like going along with the music. Like I'm a sucker for shit like that. Loved it, loved it. And then um, the third one would be when she went into. Uh, her river cave <laughs> and uh, <laughs> saying show yourself and like that was st- stunning yeah. just beautiful guys this movie is great it's so good honestly the only scene like that in the first movie was when she creates her castle yeah yeah and even then it's like whatever <laughs> like, <laughs> great for you but now we've got like this like fucking ice ice water pony we've got an adorable lizard and- we've got Pocahontas leaves Blowing up in the place. For me, for me... <laughs> Even the giants look good, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, it wasn't just the horse. It was the combination of Elsa, her new outfit, <laughs> on the horse. Yes. That was that's like... A, that's a spirit. Yeah, right when there. she, like, hits land and, like, comes back and, like, is sitting there, like, on her horse... She's like one with the horse. Yeah, it was meant to be. It was when their hair was down. She was fully oh. herself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but remember, from the first yeah. movie, uh, Elsa's Cute. hair was tight in a bun because she was, um, you know, concealing who she really was. By the Not time that, that movie ended, she, really was. she let herself into a loose. She braid. had a braid. A loose braid because she was still confined by our human Arendelle 
rules. And then now she's a fucking forest spirit, and her hair is flowing. Yeah. She has no shoes. No no shoes anymore. And she has pants. She's got pants, but she also has now, like, a horse that she can just, like, ride around all the time. And I don't know what she does all day besides ride around all day. But that's what spirits do. That's what spirits do. So. In conclusion. In conclusion. Let's, I mean, let's wrap it up. It's probably been, like, three hours. What? Don't whisper, because I can still. Oh, I'm sorry. What did you say? I said that. How beautiful that horse statue is. I we, need it. We're purchasing a horse statue off of um, Shop Disney. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when I was a little girl, I was obsessed with ponies, but whenever I got near a horse, terrifying. terrifying. So, so uh, big. So but scary. I had, like, I would say, like probably like a hundred My Little Ponies. They're still in my closet in my dad's house this to this day. Explains a lot. It does. It does. So um, Elsa's finding of this horse and taming it is literally a dream come true. Uh, I'm proud of her too. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that, are you guys ready to rank? Let's rank. Are you guys, not rank, sorry. Are you guys ready to rumble. verdict? Ru- are you guys ready to rumble? <laughs> In other words, come up with a verdict. Even though we did not set any boundaries as to what that verdict would be. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm fucking ready. Okay. You guys, no surprise to you, this movie was literally my favorite movie of this year. I saw a lot of Disney movies this year. I did not see Dumbo. I don't think I could handle it. Uh, but, like, what do I see? Like, Mary Poppins, Aladdin, Lion King. Toy Story. Toy Four. Story 4. There were a lot of movies I saw this year. You like this more than Toy Story 4? This movie is my favorite movie of the year. I give it literally 50... Million. 50 million secret frozen spirits. <laughs> like, I love it. And I also will throw in 60 million water ice ponies. Yeah. Because it was fucking great. And I recommend it to anybody. It was a step up from the first one. It, it, it blew my expectations away. I love this kind of lore. I love this kind of fantasy movie. I love the songs. The characters were so well-developed and really gave real-world, real-life problems and made it digestible for children, but also completely relatable to adults. Brava. Boom. Brava, Disney. Brava. (laughs) Okay. I think you've changed my mind slightly after talking through what everything meant. I feel like I I just want to go and watch the movie again. I really enjoyed it, but I still need Disney to explain why Elsa froze. Because <laughs> <laughs> the movie's called Frozen, is why. <laughs> and I still need... There was something missing for you. There, it was just... It was the, too confusing. It, okay, no, sorry. I need to know why Elsa froze, and I, and I don't think this was for children. But if I, if this movie was made for me... Then I'm here for it. And I'm going to give it a solid... I don't know. I don't okay, wish. guys, would we follow this movie into the unknown or not? Yes. Is the question. Yes, yes. I would, and I'd be there with Olaf, and I, you know, Sven wasn't needed, but he can come too. <laughs> Sven was so needed. <laughs> I, yeah, I agree. I Chris followed it. We're in there. Yeah. We followed it into the unknown. We're in the frozen river. We're freezing with Elsa. Yeah. We don't know why. We don't know why we're we're freezing, but we're doing it. (laughs) We're doing it. So together and we're doing it. I'd give this movie about five Otta Hollands. (laughs) 
That's a that's that's high praise. That's out, and that's out of seven. That's out of seven. That's high praise. Yeah. All right. No wait. Sorry. I'll give it three out of Holland's out of five. Five because there's five uh, elements. All right. Yes. But what are you talking about? The old out of Holland or the new out of Holland, where there's five now before before. Okay. I'll give it four out of Holland's out of five. Love it. Boom. I give it fractals. Fractals everywhere. <laughs> Everyone gets a fractal. You get a fractal. You get a fractal. Okay, <laughs> yeah, Marina. I think, no, I, I think it was it was it was better than the first one. It was it, like you like you said it was like it was a good sequel. It, it expanded the universe. It expanded the lore. It like built up on the character arcs. I just don't care about any of the characters. Like it's not it's not a movie for me. But I fully support. Anyway, what is your verdict? Said. What is your verdict? Do you fractals, give fractals it? Everywhere. Do you give it like three fire lizards? No, like, what do you no, mean? no, I don't want to simplify. We don't understand no. your verdict. No, <laughs> no, should you do that? I think I honestly like you, like you. You changed my mind about a lot of it. It's true, and like oh the my fact God. that it's like the fact what that it's made you. That it, it, you're so passionate about it mm-hmm. makes me so happy that it touched you in such a way. It did. It That's why, me. like, my, my lack of any kind of feeling toward I don't even have ambivalence towards it. I'm not yeah. of two opinions. I have no feelings towards it whatsoever. It could have been partial, part, because of my nap. Yeah. <laughs> I have nap feelings towards yeah. it. But I've also, and it's not my favorite movie of the year, surprise, surprise, but I've also seen Knives Out, which is excellent. <laughs> which I will see next, is my next Oh, I want to see that, yeah. Uh, great. Like no, I'm so happy that I've convinced you. My Genuinely, passion has rubbed yeah. off. I I do like like I said. I when it comes to a sequel, I want it to connect, but I also want it to expand. This movie did that for me, and uh, I forgot a whole segment that really like I've cried at three different points in the first time I saw this movie. Only one point when I saw it with you guys, uh, but the three parts, <laughs> the first one, and you guys. I'm sure this will come as no surprise to you, but do you remember when they realized that these girls were half Northodron or whatever? Yeah. Um, and they all kind of like touched shoulders and were like, and they did the whole thing. Um, uh, number one, that touches on my love of glee clubs. But number two, like this is like a nice ind- indigenous glee club. But number yeah. two, um, it tied into the first one because at the beginning of the first movie, we hear that. We hear that song. But isn't that the Ice Cutters? No, it's not. It's just a random song and everyone's like, what the hell was that? And then all of a sudden the Ice Cutters are like, that, that, that Frozen is... Heart. Oh, right? Because like, that is my favorite song from all of Frozen. But that's what I'm saying. So is like, it, that, it's almost... listening to it. Yeah, that is my favorite. Because like, even, like, even coming out of the movie, I was like, that's that's my favorite song. Okay, but I'm mm-hmm. saying, like, this is, like, they didn't have to even, like, they never explained that in the first one. Like, why the hell is this, like, chanting? Yeah. Uh, unless you're just like, oh, I guess that's a Scandinavia classic. Yeah. But now that <laughs> you're... Classic Scandinavia, like they always do that stuff like that. Uh, but now that you're in the second movie and we understand that there's a, like some sort of indigenous pull, they incorporated that in, mm-hmm. and that just means that finally, like we said in our sequel episode, Kim, they watched the first one and were like, <laughs> "Let us continue How a story." Dare you? The Lion King one and a half Simba's pride <laughs> is they a retelling. Really, sure. <laughs> Sure, but the point is, is that it tied it in. It tied it in. Thank you. Thank you, Disney. I know you're listening. Thank you for once. I'm not criticizing you. I'm saying thank you for bringing this into my life. I loved this movie. Everyone go see it. Boom. Can I tell you what my favorite movie of the year was? Yes. 
Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. <laughs> is that from this year or from last year? <laughs> I have no idea. I watched it this year, so it's from it's this, this year. year. Okay, and Marina, your favorite was Knives Out? <laughs> so far, yeah, from the movie theaters. But yeah. I haven't seen Queen, Queen and Slim yet. From so, the movie theaters. <laughs> from Cineplex, live from Cineplex. Because <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm on a, you're on a Disney rewatch journey. I'm on an old movie journey, so... So far, like, does it count if it's a movie of the year if it's not a recent movie? No. Well, no, well, it has to be a, a movie this year. Oh, okay. So, no, yeah. you need to have watched it this year. No. <laughs> See, Kim has confused the rules. Kim, you are sentenced to one year as a frozen statue <laughs> in Ottawa. <Holland. laughs> All right, uh, this has been your Frozen 2 on trial. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. This was a long one, but an important one. Uh, you know why it's important? Because this, we've captured in recording the moment my life changed. (laughs) So. (laughs) We should play it out with that nice song. With that, which. And then it'll go, Disney's hours are over. I can make it happen. All right. Perfect. This has been Stephanie. This has been Kim. And uh, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next Sunday. Bye.